Hello and welcome to the Alpha Weibchen podcast. This is for people who want more out of life. If you're interested in experience that helps you empower yourself and enhance your life and the world around you, this is the show for you. I'm Peggy and I'm Jamie and, and we're, we're Alpha Weibchen. great that you're back with us today. I'm Jamie. I'm Peggy. And today we're talking about jumping in the unknown. Yeah, absolutely. And Peggy, jumping into the unknown. This reminds me of a quote that I once heard from James F. Burns. And the quote is, too many people are thinking of security instead of opportunity. They seem more afraid of life than death. And really, you could say that very often opportunities are unknown. And so on this episode, We're going to look at a real-life story about jumping into the unknown, and we'll discuss how that outlook on life, the readiness to grasp unclearly defined opportunities, kind of creates its own power vortex, so to speak. Taking action, even in the face of uncertainty or without a clear plan, makes things happen. And these experiences, they can change our lives. Now, Peggy, I know that you've undergone a lot of changes in your life. Tell me about the most impactful change that you've experienced. Yeah, um, the most impactful change there, I really did not have a plan at all. Not a clear plan, I had no plan. And looking back now, it was also the most brave experience. And that was me moving to the United States. And at that time, I was 19 years old. And I grew up in a very small town. It was a little German Arbeiterstadt in the southwest. Um, I was bored unsatisfied, not really happy, and I surely wanted to get more out of life. So I did have quite a few arguments with my poor single mom. <laughs> that time it was not easy. And so we finally both decided that it was best if I go abroad someplace and um, take some time off in a foreign country. I did have some uh, distant relatives in Chicago, and so I actually grasped that opportunity And um, that time, of course, we didn't have mobile phones or anything like that. So I did have to write a letter and I asked them if it was okay for them. And imagine I didn't even know. They didn't know me. I didn't know them. It was just really far away relatives. And I asked them if I could come to visit for a while. Um, yeah, so destiny presented itself to me. And, um, and they said yes. Yeah. Okay. After a few months, uh -huh. this letter came in my home and they said, yeah, why don't you come over and visit? It would be nice to meet some relatives from Germany. And yeah, so um, a few months later, I found myself for the very first time on a plane. And um, yeah, to a very unknown territory, really. I had no clue where I was going. Okay. I knew it was Chicago, but it didn't really mean much. And you had a one-way ticket you mentioned before. Exactly, with a one-way ticket. Yeah, I mean, my mom didn't have much money. Okay. You know, said she was um, a single mom and separated from my father. And uh, so the only money that we had was for a one-way ticket. Okay, so a lot of insecurity here, but you just jumped in and went for it anyway. I wanted to, uh, yeah, I was sure that this was a wonderful opportunity to, to you know, live a very exciting life. And um, so, I mean... I remember standing in the plane and 
looking for my seat and slowly but surely actually it was not so exciting anymore it was more like panic coming up <laughs> I got really really scared but I wasn't going to change and go back um, before it even had started so the universe like I said destiny presented itself right so and the universe apparently had more for me in mind because I had the very great um, I was so lucky that I was sitting next to this wonderful woman the whole uh, trip to, to uh, Chicago that time and she was actually from San Diego California and you know I was ready to go to Chicago I, anyway had no clue about how warm or how cold it was in any one of those those two places but she said hey if you ever get too cold in Chicago give me a call and why don't you come then and visit California it's, you know was not clear how long I was going to stay and maybe it would be nice to have like do this round trip and so, to make a long story short, I certainly did get cold in Chicago, <laughs> freezing cold. And so I called her and asked her if you know she was still up on her offer that she had made and if she remembered me. And yeah, and she said, of course, come over. So I did, luckily I did save some money from babysitting in Chicago. And again, here I was. One-way ticket, this time to San Diego. So for the second time in a relatively short period of time, you're jumping into something that you really don't know anything about. Yeah, no plan, no clue where I was going to go, but the opportunity was so tempting. And so, um, yeah, so I just had to go and do it. So what, so what was the outcome of this opportunity then? I mean, once you got there, what happened then? Well, this was really when my life started to change and to actually to shape in that direction where I am today. So that was really the kickoff start into to an amazing journey. Because here I was far away from home and in a foreign country, staying with a family I didn't even know, and certainly not knowing what I actually wanted to do. And you have to imagine that time, 1977, that's a long time ago, there was no life like today, so no social media, so no quick, hey mom, I'm feeling somehow, you know, sad or I miss you or something. No, I was completely offline. So I had to find my own way and because I lived with the family and, and I didn't have enough money and she said, well, you could stay with us. So I came up and I, I offered her to do somehow, to do her housework really and say, well, then if I could stay with you. I'd love to do housework and make my living for some way because I had I did not have a, a work permit and there was no way I could make any money to live on my own. And so she did she accepted, which was really, really great, and she did finally help me also to get a student visa. So so this was really the the opportunity became um, a very lucky situation for me. Okay, and kind of a win win too, if you can help her out and she's helping you in return. Then yeah. everybody's benefiting. So then you went back and got your student visa. Did you continue living and working with that family to finance your studies? or? No, actually, um, I was really lucky. Then I, I got the space, in, uh, I got the slot in, in the college, and I actually managed to get a trainee job. At that time, it was um, the very first uh, pizza fast food chain that, that, was, uh, that was started, and that was Pizza Hut. And so here, actually, I found my role model because I was so lucky that I could work for this marketing manager who was a woman, imagine that time a woman, and not only was she a woman, she was very beautiful, she was very sporty, she was very intelligent, very fashionable, and she had five children. So then I thought, like, I mean, is she real? 
Okay, so one of the wom- women who can do it all. Yeah, a real alpha weibchen. Okay, perfect. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, so that was that was my my. I said that okay, I want to be like her. You know, that was just so for me. This was this was a goal that I wanted to achieve. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so if, especially you know, think coming from a small town where. Normally, the girls all, all that time in southern Germany, it was like best thing is you get married, find a husband that makes enough money, and you get a few children and live a happy life. I'm not saying that that's not a good life. Don't get me wrong, but it was just at that time it didn't sound so exciting. And also because I learned how my single mom struggled and how she was not able to make a good living for herself and myself. So. I thought, okay, from that experience, I'm just going to go down a different road. Okay, and that was a road then to self-sufficiency and to, to shaping your own reality into the life that you wanted to lead then. Yeah, exactly. And to go for my, really, to go for my vision to, um, yeah, to, like you said, to shape the reality where I wanted to go. I mean, so I you did just, have to you just mentioned vision. So what kind of a vision did you build for yourself then? Well, the wish, the the vision was to be. I wanted to be a very self-sufficient woman with a with um and having a business career, and also I wanted to have children. Mm-hmm. It was always I. There was this mix of feeling: is it? Can I actually do that? I mean, can I have children, and can I be successful? And this woman was. She showed it to me. She was a very real life living example that this is possible even that time. Mm-hmm. And so that that was what helped me make my vision and, and figure out, hey, I can, I can do that as well. So that means that that time meant, of course, I had to make my living. So I was making some money with her, but it was clear I have to get a degree and I have to stick to college and I have to go to university. And so I did all of that, but of course it wasn't easy. I'm not saying that that was just, you know, um, an easy walk. It was meaning studying during the day and... Um, then working late night, and I was actually, um, you know, filling up shelves in a in a supermarket. And there were times where I was really upset, and I really thought, oh, I, you know, I just want to go home. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but the thing was that I always had, like I said, I had this vision, and I was not ready to give up. Not only because I didn't want to go home, and that everybody would tell me, Ah, come on, you didn't make it. It was also for myself because I just did not want to give up an opportunity and a chance and so yeah I stayed Mm -hmm. so the next thing of course is if you do something like that it doesn't mean that you can do it all by yourself you need friends and you need supporters and I while I was sometimes having such a hard time I also did learn something very important and that is asking for help because you know how it is often you think and I at that times I was often in that moment that I said I don't want to give up but then I don't also want to ask anybody because that would mean I just failed. I was just going to ask because if I think of how you describe yourself it doesn't sound like that asking for help necessarily came naturally. Was it a hard process? Okay (laughs) but a process that you learned through the experiences and I simply learned the hard way because you know I was there all by myself in a foreign country with no family and with no supporters. Mm-hmm. And so in Germany, we say like vitamin B. I did not have any. I had to get that somehow. And it's like finding a job or finding finding support like from teachers, from different 
yeah, like my boss at, at, at my job. So all of these people, of course, they were smarter than me. They were more educated that time. They had experience. And I finally learned that it's important to ask people that can help you because you learn much more than if you try. I mean, you can try by yourself, but... <laughs> well, it's going to take a lot longer to learn what you need to learn versus asking other people who have maybe been through it already. Yeah, and sometimes you don't learn it because you just maybe don't do the wrong thing all the time. True. So. Yeah, good point. Good point. And so how would you summarize that up? I mean, you have all of these different kind of steps along the road. And if you look back and reflect on it now, what you know, how would you visualize the result of that? Well, what I, what I actually came up, I don't know if it's really, in German we say Pipi Langstrumpf, and um, Ich mache mir meine Welt, wie sie mir gefällt, I think in English it's Pipi Langstocking. Pipi Langstocking, yeah. And I make my world as I like it. That was, that helped me all the way. So mm -hmm. in, in all my ups and downs, I figured I will take the best parts for me because that makes it then a lot easier to handle. And, and if I look back at, at my time abroad and overseas is I, I take it like an, I went there with 19 with a very, with an empty backpack. I had nothing with me. Mm -hmm. And in all those years, I added different things. I collected from different experiences, from my different little trips that I made. And when the backpack got too heavy, which happened once in a while, I would put it on my bed and I just kind of took everything out and spread it over my bed and then took a look, well, do I really need this or do I really need that? And so through all this time, I got rid of some stuff and just kept the good things. So in the end, when I look back, I only brought the good things with me. And I figure, you know, if, if like if you go on a trip, on a holiday, right, you collect a lot of stuff, but you bring only the good things back with you, don't you? Mm -hmm. I love this. I love this illustration, Peggy, and I can just see it. We're all kind of wandering through life with our backpacks and filling them up with the things that we need to be successful. And especially, far too often, we let some of the potentially negative experiences weigh us down. And you learned at a really young age to not let that get in the way, but to chuck those out of your backpack and continue forward with kind of an optimistic and, and a forward-oriented mindset. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, that's, that's really what happened. And, and again, it was also with the help of a lot of people that helped me that develop that mindset. So if I'm thinking about my backpack here today and listening to your story, kind of the things that I'm going to put in there and take away with me is, you know, number one, kind of about paying attention. You know, destiny presents itself and it's really up to us to take action and to make something out of it. And secondly, the necessity and the important element of creating a vision and holding on to that. And so it'll help lead you forward and it will help you also persevere when things get difficult. And then finally, find the help you need. And whether that's role models or mentors or, or building your own support system where you're lacking one through family, friends, and acquaintances, you're, you're always going to need help somewhere along the oh, way. Oh, yes, you do. Yes. And, and, if you find, and if you need help, I remember also that people were so actually excited about all my visions and all my ideas is because I was so into it and I was going all in that I could actually then um, get there excitement as well so they were they wanted to help me it right. was never that somebody said oh come on get off my back it was really they wanted to help said, oh that's a nice idea so you're up to this or to that so and you create a momentum yeah okay and that happens if you believe in what you want to do 
and that can only happen if you if you find those if you let those role models also get get to you I mean, yeah absolutely so you know my takeaway really is that we can agonize over things forever or we can just jump into the unknown and that might mean taking a risk but action beats inaction and so take the risk and make things happen and today you know using your experience it really shows how those experiences you have can lead to self-empowerment and reward you know through mm -hmm. the achievements the yeah. personal developments development and the confidence that you've gained you are who you are today and right. you've achieved what you've achieved today yeah. and so you know my question for everybody out there what's the next opportunity you're going to go out and grab yes tell us about it <laughs> we would be very happy to hear your stories and where you had some great experiences and you empower yourself let us know If you like this episode, give us a like and a follow, and we'd love to hear from you in the comments. You'll find Alpha Vibion on Instagram and Facebook, and can get in touch with us there too. Thanks, and get out there and crush it.